Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening. My name is Corey Paws, and this is the third episode of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? So I've gotten some really good constructive feedback over the last two episodes, and but one thing stood out very clear, that uh, the audio that was being shot out into the universe, never to be taken back out forever, was not as good as some of the other podcasts. So what I did is I'm trying to take it to the next level. So what I'd like to do first is introduce you to producer Dan, who I've brought in as an official producer. I'm sitting in Dan's studio. Dan, thank you for having me. Please give me a good rate. <laughs> I, I thought I knew exactly what I was going to say until you said give me a good rate. I, I just would like to say thank you for being here. No problem. Because I, I don't think I could have listened to those episodes sounding like that again without you know, coming to your aid in some way. Well, and so far, so good. Even having head, uh, headphones on for the first time Are makes me feel professional. Me? I didn't even have headphones oh, on. Oh, dude. Whatever. Okay. okay. Bottom line. Can we... So for those, for the listeners out there, I think we're up to like 30 or 40 subscribers, which thank you for all wow. of you. Uh, and, and it's only going up from there, Dan. <laughs> it only can. <laughs> thank you. Is that <laughs> this is something that's very important for all of anyone that's listening to this. Dan literally knows almost nothing about sports literally nothing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he knows a lot about microphones mm -hmm. and True. headsets and he's got this whole th like he looks like a the chain smokers doing a show at a <laughs> dj concert <laughs> but but he knows nothing almost nothing about sports so i want to make sure we're all on the same page there's anything that dan right. says if it sounds like it's this one of the silliest things ever it's because he knows nothing about sports. Yeah, it's not a character that I've been developing. <laughs> no. Like it in fact, you saying that I I know nothing about sports is is actually a bit of an understatement. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I mean so, Dan Dan has less me, hair than America. me. He's oh, a yeah, that's true. little older than me. True. By only a few years. <laughs> no, by many years. I, I heard you say your age a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh my God, is that true? It is. All right. So no, that's good. That's perfect to have me around. I I can help you with microphones and headphones, and I make you look tall. Thick-haired, mm -hmm. young as a ox. newborn baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, strong ox. And I'm in horrible shape. I have a big gut, <laughs> but you're 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 funny. Okay, Thank here you. we go. So first, Talk UCLA recap. So for those of you that were excited to watch the Bruins try and break a three-game losing streak against the Trojans, you were very excited because the victory bell is back. We won thirty-four to twenty-seven. The victory bell is what the uh, the winning team gets in the competition. Corey sees a, a blank look on my face and and <laughs> yeah. has to roll the whole show back to the right. beginning. Well, but the best the part also bell. is that Dan uh, Dan has a kid at SC. God knows how much that costs, and he doesn't even know what the freaking victory bell is. So besides that, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievably entertaining game. I was a little shocked at at the turnout. But uh, considering the, the type of season that both teams have been having, we had probably sixty five to 70,000 maybe at most. Once the game sort of got into the, the middle of the first quarter, into the second quarter, people spread out and made it look like there was more people okay, there, so, yeah, which I appreciated. Is that a lot of people or is that not a lot of people? So to put it in perspective, Dan, the Rose Bowl holds just under 100,000 people at this particular moment. They had to take out some seats in the lower uh, 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 you know, section of it. Sure. But when we played there, and as a reminder... I used to play quarterback at UCLA. It used to be kind of a big deal. You oh, you used to play football at court at UCLA. Oh, is that right? Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, that, um, that I'm joking. All right, so I've seen the jersey. We had a hundred. We, we used to have a hundred thousand. Wait, plus have people. you told everyone where your jersey is right now? <laughs> have you mentioned that you're, you're wearing it? No, I'm not. Where <laughs> is your jersey right now? Your number ten. It's in my. It's in my garage. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only place my wife will allow it to be. Okay. So not a lot of people. 
No, compared I, to a USC UCLA game, but it was still uh, it was still had the energy that you would expect from a USC UCLA game. And what I loved about the way again the Trojans fought till the end. We still had some issues from a special team standpoint. I mean, a blocked punt that could have been another debacle, just like the Oregon yeah. game. But we were able to come back from that. Spate had a you know, didn't have gigantic numbers, but who cares? He won the game. And let's be very clear on another point. Joshua Kelly, man, this guy Holy is becoming cow. my favorite UCLA Bruin potentially of all time. This, this guy's uh, out of control. He I run, don't know anything about football, but honestly, Joshua Kelly is 289, 289 yards of rushing. And, the off, and that means that the offensive line blocked extremely well. And that shows us that there's future potential for the way that Chip is running the offense and oh, calling yeah. the plays. Butch, by the way, Chip is Chip Kelly, the 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 new head coach at, at Thank the, you very at the much. Bruins. So I actually I'm glad you clarified that because I thought that was Joshua's dad. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, I was very confused. No problem. Most of the game. That's okay. So a uh, couple other highlights. I thought uh, J T. Daniels, uh, you know, the freshman quarterback at USC. He looks like he's going to be a really really good college quarterback. Uh, I like the way he spins the ball. Um, he's got good leadership. He walks a little funny, in my opinion, but uh, <laughs> but he definitely throws the ball extremely well, spins it Who, well. JT Daniels? Yeah, you know, the, he's the quarterback at USC. No, I know. In fact, um, little trivia that I didn't tell you before, he and my son live in the same dorm at USC. Awesome. Uh, my son's not that impressed. Well, hey, I mean, you know, we don't want to. We don't want to. Nobody knows who that is, right? <laughs> so, I got. Yeah, so, if you need him tripped or anything, I mean, I know there's not another game for. I get probably a year, but um, you know, there's a stairwell. I'm just saying, I know some guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what is it, like the house of cards? Yeah. Uh, we don't. Well, we don't need to go there. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, back to the game recap. Um, super stoked. I was on the field. Uh, for those of you that have listened previously, and th- maybe this is the first time listening, I like to perform the art of humble bragging, uh, which is humbly bragging about things that I'm doing, which was one of them was I was on the field. So so I haven't been on the field, and I don't get to go to the field that often because I'm not wealthy enough to to uh, donate as much as uh, as you need to be on the field. But I was on the field. For this game, for at least a little while, mm-hmm. to feel the energy, be reinvigorated. Right, right, sure. And I just want to clarify, you're good at humble bragging, which is different from subtle bragging. I think it is a little different. Yeah. <laughs> it? I think it's a no, little... No, really, you were on the field? Yeah, on the field. And, and, and humble bragging, I think, is, has a little bit even more of a self-deprecation to it than subtle oh, bragging. Oh, is that right? That's in my subtle opinion. subtle bragging is, is You're still, a little, you're bit still, of, you're you're still a little bit of an asshole. Right. I'm trying to not be in But humble so bragging, you're kind of back and you're you're kind of backing out of it as you're going forward. Right. Gotcha. Like, like I was on my way to my private jet and my Ferrari lost, you know, had a flat tire. Uh, right. And I had to exactly. get out and change it. <laughs> anyway. So shout so, out So where so if we're watching the game, where were you? I was uh, right by the cheerleaders. <laughs> no, just Smart kidding. man. Um, no, I was uh, I was up and down the uh, the Bruins sideline. Shout out to the Mannix. Uh, shout out to the Howleys, and a big thanks to George Case. So at the end of the day, the the atmosphere was still fantastic, even with two teams that were not as good as they probably obviously as good as they hoped to be. But it was still a very entertaining game. Had a had us paying attention all the way up until the end. And the fact that the Bruins were able to win, big victory for Chip. Uh, you know, we're going to have Chip on in later podcasts, but we'll get a chance to talk about it again. You know, Chip is a, I love his his business demeanor into every game. Uh, but, you know, even he, I'm sure will admit that, you know, if you're only going to win a handful of games in your first year, <laughs> it's certainly, uh, you know, a, a great opportunity to, you know, to beat Beat uh, USC. You know, beat USC. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a little bit of though in in 2000, we played at the Rose Bowl. We weren't very good. Neither was USC, and we. It was no, a, to clarify. We is y- like literally you. 
Yeah, we goose. No, we, we go- right? Like meaning, we meaning you. It's the UCLA. second week in a row. I, I use the Top Gun term. I'm never gonna. I can't use it for at least another five weeks. Um, but no. You've so it was the last. Yeah, it was the last game of the year in year 2000. So you were. So you were the QB in 2000. Yeah, like, it was my second. For those of us that are trying to pay attention, I was a four-year really starting about. quarterback at UCLA, Dan. When I ended right. my career, I was the second leading passer in the history of the school, and I passed for more yards per game than Cade McNown did. For those of you that are paying attention at home, but I got hurt every year because I'm fresh. Agile. Um, but and then your Ferrari got a flat tire. <laughs> exactly. So 2000, for those of you that remember, uh, Carson Palmer, Freddie Mitchell, Deshaun Foster, I threw a, I threw that giant, you know, probably 50-yard bomb down the middle. Freddie makes a diving catch in the middle of the field right about the 20 in between the hash marks. We go down and score, but we scored too fast. And for those of you Bruin fans out there in 2000, you remember that was when we had that, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to use statistic. No one can argue with statistics. Exactly. One of the lowest ranked defenses in the history of uh, UCLA football. Uh, that was back when we used to take Robert Thomas off the field on third down, which made a lot of sense. But um, So we leave a little too much time. Carson goes down, little dink here, dink there, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Next thing you know, a kicker for USC, and I can't remember his name, in the Rose Bowl has a chance to make the game-winning kick, and it's the first kick he made all season. He was like a backup kicker, and he had never made a kick all year. His only kick all year was the game winner in front of 95,000 people in the Rose Bowl. So you, everybody, for those of you, again, that have been listening, you're, you, I hopefully you enjoy some of my anecdotal stories. For those of you that's the first time, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a depressing story. Yeah, but back to hurts. my ability to be you take the highs and the lows. You're going to get some highs and lows because there's going to be some high high stories here yeah. in a few moments. So that, that one sounded low. It did. Low, it was in low between the legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about outlook for next week. Let's do it. So we're talking Stanford. They're six and four. They have had an okay season, but much like the Trojans and the Bruins, uh, you know, the Stanford faithful have been expecting to be a top tier team, no matter what sort of players they have, whether they have a top quarterback or not. But most importantly, we're talking about one of the worst streaks ever that have been in existence against the Bruins, which is a 10 game losing streak against the Trojans. We've lost or against the the cardinal. Mm-hmm. Is it a tree or a cardinal? I don't I don't know. I don't, I, I don't care. Know. We've lost to Stanford 10 years in a row. So, what a way to end the season for Chip Kelly with a win against USC and breaking a 10 game winning streak, yeah. a losing streak against Stanford. Yeah. So, I'm expecting that to happen. Um no, do you do you have Stanford history? Why do I feel like you might have Stanford history? So, well, first of all, Stanford offered me a scholarship coming out of Chicago. And ah. looking back, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the blue and gold. But the Stan- you know, Stanford is kind of like the Ivy League of the, of the West Coast, mm. or at least they certainly think they are. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget, uh, Stanford head coach Walt Harris offers me a scholarship. And he says, yeah, the only thing we need you to do is write an essay. And I said, an, uh, an essay? What? What, do you, what do you mean an essay? I mean, I was a great student. Top 9% in a 1,000-person graduating class. For those of you academics out there, that's pretty good. Straight-A student in in high school. (laughs) Did I say college? I was a C (laughs) student in college. Um, So he said, you need to write an essay, though. And I said, Walt, I I don't have to write an essay for anybody else. He said, well, every single player that comes to Stanford has to write an essay. And I said, well... I'm not might not be into that. So next thing I take a trip to Arizona, <laughs> oh, <no>. Arizona State. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was where it first started. But the next one was in year 2001 for the Bruin fans out there. Mm. This is an. I, I hope I have some good stories later. But remember 2001. You don't. I'm looking at you like you would. But for those of you out there, I can pretend to. Thank you. 2001. We're six and zero. We're ranked third in the in the BCS. We go up to Stanford, and. We run the same play on third down for the first three third downs. And I came to Bob <laughs> Toledo at the, after the second time. I said, Bob, they know what we're doing. He's like, I don't care. Run it. We're going to get into some more Bob Toledo <laughs> right. stories down the road. But um, we ended up barely losing that game. I threw my first interception. I was about to break the, uh. the national record for pass attempts without an interception. 
and I threw an interception down the middle. It was going to be a perfect pass to Tad Perry. Guy totally pass interferes him, intercepts the ball. Next thing you know, we lose that game. And we lose the next five. Oh! So we start six and zero, go zero and five, and that year we voted to not go to a bowl game, which we'll get to that down down the road later. Which Bob let that go to a vote, which I thought was a ridiculous uh, a choice as well. But the following game was the Washington State game, and I like to bring out stories that coincide. We, we've been talking, and you know, I know you were supposed to listen to uh, episode one and episode two, but I, I, I know you didn't. <laughs> but I talked about Washington State. We'll really, talk, you had to bring that up. We, we talk about Washington State and some of the other episodes, and they're going to be. I, I'm coming around to Washington State because I got a great mm. Bob Toledo and Washington State story that I'll trickle out down the road. So stay tuned for that. Um, where else do we have here? Okay, Stanford. Not only have they, do they have a 10-game winning streak against us in football, but overall, we're talking about 117 national championships in the school's history. The only wow. team that's anywhere near them is us at 116. So for those of you overall Bruin fans, you know that something's always brewing at UCLA. It's not just football, mm. because we haven't won a national championship in football since 1954, Dan, by the way. <laughs> uh, but who's counting? Uh, not us. Side note, did see Gary Beeman, by the way, not Ooh. too long ago. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Actually, the only Heisman Trophy winner at UCLA history as well. Had a nice dinner with him and all the other quarterbacks. Nice. That's another, did you see how I snuck that humble brag? I did, yeah. Okay. And on the way home, your Ferrari. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no more Ferrari references, <laughs> for God's sakes. It's a Corvette, Jesus. That's right. um, okay, 116 national championships for UCLA. USC, the, the Crosstown Rivals, 106. Oklahoma State, next in line at fourth place with 52, Penn State with 50. Holy cow. Big difference. So now you're talking about three Pac-12 teams with that over 100 national championships. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, obviously, Stanford and UCLA, neither one of us are winning a national championship in football this year. But a little bit of an added added bonus to the rivalry, right? And we're pretty close yeah, in that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Stanford's a private university. They Again, they think they're the Ivy League of the West Coast. But UCLA happens to be one of the top public. Public universities in the country was actually at a big event up in San Francisco a couple weeks ago with my man Drew Bennett and Pat Cowan, believe it or not, and uh, uh, found out that we've jumped over a bunch of different schools from a, from a public university standpoint. So I'm pretty happy with what we're doing. Dude, I, we're, I, we're the number I, one yeah. value. Do you understand the number one value in the country without, when it comes to education? Oh, without question. So, so just I, because it's not all about how much money you spend on education, it's the type of value that you're going to get. I would imagine that UCLA must get, holy cow, probably more applications Anywhere. Any other school and in the from, state. Yeah, and it has such an uh, a, a, an international brand. We talked about this oh, in yeah. episode two with Pat Cowan. And we're a sleeping giant. And I'm hoping, I'm just hoping, and I'm praying that something's brewing that's going to help <laughs> build the brand in the right way. Um, so anyway, okay, moving on. Top 25 recap, I'm sure for all of you uh, that were watching the games prior to the to the Bruin games, some of the, you know, the East Coast, Midwest games. Ohio State barely wins 52 to 51 in overtime. And then let's talk about the Alabama game really quick. So I'm in the VIP tailgate at the Bros Bowl, and I'm watching halftime of the Alabama Citadel game. And I see that there's actually the third quarter has already started and they're tied. And I thought to myself, we played Alabama twice when Nick Saban wasn't the coach and they sucked, but we still were 2-0. But the Alabama team right now is one of the best college football teams I've ever seen. Can you imagine what that was like in the locker room? So, Dan, you've never been in a locker room in your life. Well, uh, I was in a locker room in middle school. <laughs> middle school. Like when you, you mean gym class? Gym, in gym class, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, never for a team. No. Okay. So in a locker room in college football with the best college football coach arguably ever and the number one team in the country that was tied to an unranked team that I don't even know. Is the Citadel like part of the armed forces? Like <laughs> it, it, I, I have no where I don't even know where they're even at. <laughs> I would pay anything. All the money I've invested in the Something's Brewing so far, I'd give it all away to be in that locker in room. In that locker room, yeah. Because he must have said something because they ended up winning 55 to 17, 50 to 17, for God's sakes. So, again, oh, love to hear that. would have been a hell of a speech. Utah wins in a snowstorm in Colorado. And how about that? I brought up this story earlier. I didn't do that on purpose, but I just saw the correlation. Uh, Colorado goes 6-0 and and then loses five in a row, just fired their coach. 
Mm. I'm not saying that we should have fired Bob back then, but maybe it would have helped. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Utah wins. West Virginia. We, I, I gave some props to. You know, the West Virginia coach has got the same receding hairline as me. And then I like that quarterback in West Virginia, but they lost, which uh, what I, which I thought was surprising. And let's talk about University of Central Florida for a second. Are they legit? Because they beat a Cincinnati team that obviously beat the Bruins, uh, you know, athletic team. But I, I, I'm not bought in to the University of Central Florida. However... I talked briefly a few minutes ago, and I'll recap that, or I'll come back to this. I am getting on board. I said I would never be a Washington State Cougar fan, Uh but I am officially getting on board the Washington State Cougars. I mean, they're just fun to watch, spectacular, you know, excitement, and, uh, you know, when it comes to you know throwing the ball, I think they won like sixty to something again. They're obviously going to play in the play in the Pac-12 championship. Um, we're going to do a great uh, a recap or a, a preview show of that as well. Okay, moving on. On your outline, Dan, so I try to make this as easy as possible for you. Yep. We're at number six called Thank NFL you. Outlook. Thank you. So, um, not only was I <laughs> blessed because I'm very blessed, beautiful wife, great friends, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fantastic producer. Beautiful daughters. Um, I was blessed to go to the Charger game the following day in a skybox, communicating with the owner's grandson. Nice. Never ended up getting me onto the field, but I'll talk to him about that later. Uh, Apparently, it's more difficult than you think to be on (laughs) the field in the NFL during the game. Pre-game, totally different story. Yeah. Um, And I mean on the game, on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. Not on the sidelines, you know, which I'll talk about the Rams in a second. Um, In a skybox with the the folks at Ceridian, wanted to say thank you and a shout out to the Ojai Valley Inn. Anybody that's ever been up there, fabulous resort. Um, but let's talk about a great game that the Chargers and the Broncos played because it was back and forth, super entertaining. And for those of you that have never been to a game at StubHub Center, yes, Dan, that's where they play. It's a soccer stadium. Is that, they, that where they play? They play a, in a I soccer stadium. I didn't want to admit that I didn't know where, but no. I, I, you know what? I think I've actually been there. Yeah, for, probably for an X Games competition or or a CrossFit competition, it not was, a it, NFL game. It was to watch my daughter <laughs> dance before a soccer of match. Course, of course, <laughs> who and Dan's daughter is a super talented dancer, one of the best dancers I've ever seen. Uh, and we'll be able to, we'll certainly bring her back in maybe down oh, the yeah. road, uh, maybe in the VMAs or something. Um, but let's talk about Philip Rivers really quickly. Yeah. So. For for Dan, for Dan, Dan, that's the quarterback of the Chargers. Okay, thank you. He's got like nine kids. He uh, literally rented, he doesn't want to take his kids out of school, so he rented this sort of uh, like a uh, Mercedes bus, or a story I heard, rented a Mercedes like bus, and he travels back and forth and watches tape by driving back and forth because you know his family lives in like North Orange County or North uh, County, San Diego or something. So he's watching all these tapes back and forth studying, but I want to talk more about his demeanor on the field because I've been focusing on guys like Tom Brady and um, uh, and Aaron Rodgers, mm. which, by the way, everybody out there, I do know that Brett Hundley no longer plays for the Packers. I apologize. I made that mistake last week, but I didn't necessarily admit that I sounded like I thought he was still on the Packers. I was just trying to make a side point. Um, so I do understand that now. Thank you to my brother Casey for reminding me that he's now with the, uh, the uh, Seahawks, but his demeanor on the field, I've always thought this, but I watched it in real life because what I'm also going to try and bring to this show is the real life aspect because I'm going to be at a lot of these events and giving you my inside scoop, right? That's awesome. the whole point. But Philip Rivers' chippiness that he has throughout a game <laughs> is like your you know, annoying grandmother that would yeah. come over from New York. <laughs> Seriously. Right? You know, you know, like he's, a, yeah. he's that happy to be away from nine kids. It's, like, what's yeah, happening? Maybe, maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe that's it. But he literally chirps at everyone. The play is not in fast enough. You didn't block well enough. How come you weren't running the route right? I mean, like, oh my god, every single play. But the guy's a competitor, and I would imagine I've only met him really briefly, and he would most likely not know me unless you told him that I was the head of something's brewing podcast. But um. <laughs> Most one of the most intense guys just in the brief meeting, yeah. but watching him live, I had I'd never I hadn't seen him live. Intense, yeah, dude, yeah, and very chippy. Anyway, moving on from that, 
Quick story about the Chargers. For many of you that probably don't know, uh, I broke my leg in my senior year of college, so I was <laughs> surprisingly not drafted. But I did sign a free agent deal with the uh, Chargers. I think I got a whopping twenty five hundred, three thousand, maybe signing Ooh. bonus. I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and look at the records. We're in the but the point is, is that I should have been the third string quarterback for the Chargers for many years, mm. but I wasn't. And I want to tell a story about when I walked into Brian Schottenheimer's office when they were letting me go. And uh, he says, he brings me in. Marty Schottenheimer's the head coach. Brian Schottenheimer is the, uh, is the quarterback coach. I go in. Brian says, you know, we're going to let you go. I said, okay, are you going to keep so-and-so and so-and-so? These are the other two guys that were competing for the quote-unquote mm. third string job. Because it was like we still had Doug Flutie, like Breeze was hurt and he was going to move out. They ended up drafting Eli the following year, or trading and getting yeah, Rivers, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so it was the year before. This is 2002, 2003 season. So Brian says, yeah, but they're not going to be here much longer than you. I said, well, they're going to be here, but they're going to be here longer than me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so therefore, I just have a quick question for you, and you can give it to me straight. I would really appreciate it. Do you think that those two guys are better quarterbacks than me? And he, I'll never forget, he leans back in his chair, and he runs, takes his hat off and runs his hands through his hair. And he's like, you know what? I like your style. I'm like, ah, ah, was, cut the was. bullshit. <laughs> right. I, just give it to me, dude. He goes... No, they're not better quarterbacks than you. So now I'm getting pissed right. because you're because like, I thought this was the NFL. There wasn't going right. to be any bullshit. If right. you're better, you're better. I get to stay. So I'm all right. So then what's the problem? He's like, well, you know, have you ever, and he, and he said again, I like your style. God, I like your style. And he goes, you ever been to the horse track? And I'm like, yeah, actually, Kentucky Derby, five times in a row. <laughs> Some great stories about that, which we'll bring up when it's the Kentucky Derby. Mm -hmm. um, so... I go, yeah, of course. I've been on the horses. You know, I grew up in Chicago. <laughs> uh, harness racing. Love it. So he goes, well, here's the deal. You're basically like a horse that's limping in the paddock before the race. But somebody believes in him. But who in their right mind is going to put money on the horse that's limping before the race? And I got the analogy, Dan, but I said to him, okay, but can you elaborate? <laughs> and he says, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, well, first of all, you're slow. <coughs> you're short. I'm so glad that you got your rest last night because mm, you sound like you. you're terrible. You thank need you. to take a flu shot. You know, CVS is giving, giving them out practically. Um, you're slow. You're short. You're white. No, you didn't say that, but you're slow, short, white. You don't have a rocket arm. You bench pressed 225 pounds once. When you tried to jump and touch the vertical leap thing, you didn't even hit it. However, oh, and you broke your leg in your senior year and you had off the field problem. And so then he says, but you are a natural leader. You learn the playbook in one day. You can make all the throws. And uh, you see all these tapes behind me, these VHS tapes back in the day? He's like, you're better than all these guys. This guy's in the NFL. You're blah, 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 blah. But no general manager in the NFL is going to give you a chance for those reasons I just said. If you were two inches taller, boy, if I just had two more Ooh. inches. <laughs> if I was two inches taller or if you were two-tenths of a 40 faster, you would be, there's no question you'd be playing. Or if you didn't break your leg. Right. Well, yeah, that that has. So, yeah. so, so, what you need to do is go into go to Canada and be the MVP of the Canadian Football League. I said, "Je ne sais pas français." <laughs> and I said, "I go okay." So now you're so you're telling me there's a chance, <laughs> right? So I call up my agent, but the last thing he said when I was leaving is like, "So, but by the way, who's your agent?" And I bring up this story because it's going to transition into my next story, uh -oh. which was I'm like, what do you, who's my agent? What do you mean, who's my agent? My my agent is is the number one of the number one quarterback agents in the country. He's like, well, I've never heard from him. I'm like, well, maybe that's because he had the number one pick in the draft. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I said, never heard of him. He goes, yeah, you know the guy that I'm keeping for longer than you? He was the Division three Heisman Trophy winner, which, by the way, he was not as good as me when I was a junior in high school. <laughs> but his agent had something on the guy's desk every freaking day. So now I'm getting pissed off. But I call my agent, who didn't do anything, and I say, listen, I know you got the number one pick in the draft, but do you mind making a call to Canada? Like something? Because yeah. Brian Schottenheimer said, all I got to do is go to Canada and be the MVP, and I'm, I'll be right back here next year. Right, right. So can you get me into Canada? Of course. It's funny. He picks up the phone. That's easy to do. Calls Canada. Gets me into Calgary. I land in Calgary 
halfway through the season, I get off the plane and I'm walking through the airport. This is when you're allowed to go into the airport. You didn't have to go through security. Right, right. And there's a news crew and they're like, excuse me, sir, sir, are you Corey Paws? I go, like, listen, I've only been here for 15 minutes. I haven't done anything wrong. And they're like, no, no, we want to interview you. And I swear to God, I thought it was Candid Camera. (laughs) I couldn't believe that they wanted to interview me. I'm going to be the third string quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders. Anyway, a side note, I bring that up because I ran into my my ex-agent at the Rams game, which I went to see my segue. On Sunday, I was on the field for the Rams-Chiefs game, which Holy shit, was that an entertaining game? Potentially a preview of the Super Bowl, which we'll also will be at broadcasting right afterwards, prior and after. Mm. But what a game. And what unbelievable quarterback play from some young quarterbacks that I had seen Jared Goff play. I had season tickets the first year for the Rams, and then I realized I was just giving them away. <laughs> so I got rid of them for the following season. But he played like a veteran. And Mahomes, that guy is has got an amazing arm, can throw from any any motion and and, and any uh you know any movement in, in the in the play. He's got great footwork. But his greatest strength is also his 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 biggest weakness. And you saw that towards the end of the game. He thought he could throw the ball 80 yards, falling off the back foot, mm. and threw two picks. Now, granted, the first pick he threw at the end of the game, he could have easily read the the, uh, the blocking of the outside tackle, shuffled to the right, and had way more time and would have been able to set his feet and throw it 85 yards. Mm. But he didn't feel the rush right, threw a pick. Next thing you know, he gets the ball back because talk about clock management from the Rams coaches, even though... Sean McVay, you can't say anything negative about how he, the way he's coached this team over the last two years. But clock management, I mean, come on. The, the Chiefs had three, uh, you know, three timeouts left with no problem. They got two more opportunities to win the game. <laughs> and the last one was where he thought he could throw it you know, 75 yards and he threw it into the triple coverage. But the whole game, that environment, which, by the way, such a different environment from college to, 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 the, to the NFL, not so much from the speed standpoint. When I went from high school to college, that difference in speed was bigger than the speed from college to the really? pros. Yeah, yeah, believe it or not. I mean, a lot of the guys that you know, that we played with at UCLA played professionally in one aspect or, or another. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the experience. Mm-hmm. Like you saw, very, now granted it was a Monday night game, but NFL games in, you know, in LA, not as many kids, tougher crowd, mm. you know, just a little more, you know, gritty, you know, a little yeah, bit yeah. like that old school, you know, Raiders types of <laughs> type of environment. But I was on the end zone. I actually took a picture of the something's Bruins hat uh, with a picture <laughs> nice. of the background. Yeah, I haven't figured out how to post pictures to the something's Bruin website yet, but I but I will do that almost like my own Instagram because I don't mm-hmm. want to join Instagram yet. But um, I'm not ready for that, I don't think. You're not ready for Instagram? I don't think Instagram is ready for me. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's only been around for like seven years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we're a bunch of losers. <laughs> what is this Snapchat thing? Like they have the, those guys, what are those? Those guys are billionaires too. What's, they what's, are, yeah. Yeah, Come on. It's a f- social media, social media. Yeah, come a, on, come phase. on. <laughs> it's going it's to go away. We're going to be back to rotary phones here That's before right. we know it. Uh, but so, awesome game. The energy was electric. I can't wait for, to host a playoff game, even though the Coliseum is getting redone and that stadium's decrepit. But it is going to get redone, and it's looking great. And you know, if, for those of you that haven't been to the soccer stadium right next to Bank of, Bank of California, if you're a soccer fan, you got to go to that stadium because – that is at the upper echelon. And I was talking to some of the Legends folks who sold it and are in charge of basically the, the top venues in the West Coast. Yeah. That's their flagship operation until L.A. Stadium comes sure, out. Sure. But when you talk about watching a sporting event slash soccer, I'm sorry, football, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> okay, moving on. So tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. You too. Oh, you're talking to the, oh. I'm talking to everybody. But I think you're, Okay. So am I I'm included. Yeah, of course. All right, thank you. So happy Thanksgiving. I know what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for it sounds better with this audio. <laughs> I'm I'm so thankful for having this opportunity uh the Believe Network, you know, the UCLA giving me a shot. Right, right. Stanford telling me I needed to write an essay. Uh, <laughs> and therefore not making it. But let's talk about Bears versus Detroit. The Bears are going to win close. For those of you that are keeping track at home from my gambling standpoint, um, 
I did better this week compared to the first week. I expect to do better going forward. Uh, Bears versus Detroit. Bears are going to win close. Dallas versus Washington. Dallas wins close. New Orleans crushes Atlanta. Looking forward to sports and entertainment outlook forward. I don't believe I've ever seen two golfers, Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson. That comes on Friday in a pay-per-view event. I know you're a huge golf fan, Dan. You probably have never. Have you ever played game of golf in your life? Uh, no. <laughs> I love it. Uh, my and, dad was an avid golfer, but I'm left-handed. Oh. So we just, that, that was the excuse. Yeah, it was hard to hit it upside down club. I get <laughs> exactly. it. Um, so pay-per-view, can't wait so to wait, see pay, it. People pay to watch it. I, that's, what I, that's what I believe. Uh, I, I have, Are you I, sure? I'll believe it when I see it. Will there be people playing football? They're playing for, not, no, they're like playing. Bare knuckle boxing playing, in the background? They're playing for $9 million to the winner. Oh. They got a bunch of side bets that are going to charity. Uh, and I can't wait to see the attitudes out there. If they're going to, I'm sure they're going to be Super competitive because they seem like the two most competitive guys on the planet, uh, you know, besides <laughs> Philip Rivers. But um, I do have to tell a quick side story. So one of my coworkers slash really good friends is a scratch golfer, and he meets this a female professional golfer in Scotland, and they're talking a little bit of shit back and forth. And he's like, "I'll play you straight up from the from the back tees for fifty grand. I'll put it up." <laughs> yeah. Guess what happened? She crushed him. Yeah. From the same tees. Now, granted, he did not play well, but, okay. she, but she did crush can him. I, can I ask you a quick question? Uh-huh. Was she also Scottish? No. Okay. Korean. Oh, really? Go figure. Wow. But in Scotland, she's a professional. No, she's a professional on the PGA Tour. But oh, there's wow. a, you know, when I said Korean, it's like there's a lot of Korean female professional golfers. Oh, so, is that right? Yeah, it's not like a... You know, go figure, like go figure. No, it's no, no. When you said statistical accuracy, sure, sure, absolutely. Um, but anyway, my point crushed. is a one-on-one competition. Yeah. The first time I saw one-on-one competition was my good friend playing a Korean LPGA <laughs> tour player, and he got crushed, but he didn't play well. The second time will be Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson. That's pretty good. We'll see. You can retire. All right, moving on. Uh, so, did you happen to see today that news story about? The American that was in the Indian Ocean, and he wanted to get—he was a traveling type of guy. He wanted to get dropped off at a random, exclusive, like very, like not exclusive, remote. <laughs> it's not the Four that's Seasons. How, that's how exclusive yeah, it is. It's so remote that you're not allowed to go there as an outsider. Oh. This tribe m- migrated there. It's an it, it, in the in Indian Ocean. Sixty thousand years ago the first the tribe moved from africa to this ocean to this to this island in the indian ocean um just southeast of the tip of india okay this moron goes out there and tries to break the law and get dropped off on this remote island that's illegal to go to because they don't want the indigenous to get any diseases. He gets out of the rented fishing boat, canoes over, and they start shooting arrows at him. He then he gets, he knocks, gets knocked, this is the story so far, gets knocked out of the boat, goes back, comes back the next day, and tries again, and they kill him. Yeah. And drag his body on the beach. What, what made did you, he think was going to happen on I the don't second know. day? And I feel bad. Like, yes, someone passed away as an American tourist. But what were you thinking going back again? Those are not mixed signals. No. When, when arrows are flying at you. Yeah. The, the, wow. the same indigenous shoot. They shoot every every uh, you know couple years, they shoot a helicopter to make sure that there's still people there. They shoot arrows at the helicopter. Right. It's like Avatar, wow. you know, like, yeah, except yeah. the avatars are six foot, you know, it's seven foot ten. Right. All right. Moving on. So going forward, just obviously it's a, the last game of the season coming up because uh, we're not going to a bowl game. But uh, going forward, we're going to talk, you know, NBA basketball. Haven't even gotten to that. Mm. The fact that LeBron James is in Los Angeles. So this is right. not just going to be football. We're going to talk UCLA hoops. And during the year of UCLA hoops, I'm going to also do some interviews with the UCLA coaching staff, get sort of their take on how they thought the season went, move into to, um, uh, the recruiting season, make sure we're all on the same page about what's happening for football recruiting. Uh, we're going to talk about, the, we're going to do a preview show the Pac-12 championship, cover the major bowl games, and then always you know the U- UFC United you know, UFC updates where possible. Look at the NFL playoff stretch. So I don't want you guys to think that I'm going to take we sorry, and I didn't notice I didn't bring it in uh, Top Gun thing again. And actually, I just did <laughs> shit. Um, 
We're going to talk about the NFL playoff stretch, and but we're not going to take a hiatus. This is happening every single week, whether people listen or not. All right, because I think I paid up front for a whole year for this thing, That's, didn't that, I? That, that is this true. Produce, this uh, this uh, studio. Okay, in closing, as we're getting close, I know we might even actually be over thirty minutes we're today, a little, a little but I think. That we're on to something here. I think I think maybe, yeah. I think we are. It's a hell of a lot easier to talk to you than it is it, by myself like to in my freaking office. Yeah. Uh, I right. promise you that. Well, I'm very, very happy to hear that. So in closing, as a reminder for those of you that haven't listened before, go back and listen. At the end of se- uh, season one. <laughs> Boy, isn't it? Aren't I optimistic? Time, time flies. Boy, I'm, I'm a futuristic strength finder 2.0 right. for those of you that haven't uh, bought the book and taken the test. My number one strength is I'm futuristic, but I also command activation through context. Mm. Is that deep? Mm-hmm. We'll get into that at mm-hmm. a later date. I'm also a wooer. W-O-O. You're a wooer? Yeah. I yeah. win others over. Mm. Okay. All right. So with that goes right into sales and motivation. So see, uh, season episode one. Yes. Talked about the pause laws, the seven rules to success through positive thinking. Yes. End of episode two, I dropped the Apostles Creed up on it, up in this, <laughs> right. which I thought was well, I thought I think it's creative, but so today we're going to talk about something called the Pashiba Guide to the Universe. So those of you that know my wife, my wife's last name is Sheba. Um, we've combined Pause and Sheba, the Pashiba Guide to the Universe. So when when my wife and I were, we had already had one kid, and, and uh, Brooklyn was two, and we got pregnant with twins, and we were living in a you know fantastic penthouse condo off of Wilshire Boulevard, looking at the mountains from our couch. And we got pregnant with twins. There's two bedrooms that we got to get the hell out of here. Well, we couldn't afford a $2 million shack in Santa Monica. (laughs) So we had to move to the lower West side, you know, down in the Westchester area. So we were looking for houses and we're like, oh, for one, oh, for two, oh, for three, oh, for four. And we were getting so nervous that we were going to have to have three kids in a 1,500 square foot condo on Wilshire Boulevard. So at nighttime, we would scroll the internet for famous quotes and random Twitter feeds, and we would keep track of a lot of them and make up our own. And we called it the Pashiba Guide to the Universe to mm. keep our sanity. Multiple times I would come home in tears like, honey, yeah, we didn't get another house. <laughs> yeah. We might have to make the living room in <laughs> into a, bunk beds. Yeah, nursery. <laughs> right. Uh, the balcony, I heard just like the, you know, birds, oh, there you go. the birds make nests on balconies. Right. What, what's the problem? So it's going to be a coffee table book down the road. And yes, I understand that many of things you, you many of these phrases you might have heard. Uh, I, I'm not saying that I've made them all up. I haven't. Some of them in the future, though, I guarantee you I did make up, which, by the way, Dan, I think in the, I would love to have. Uh, some sort of a copyright app where if you could put it into an audio and say and put the audio in and say, mm-hmm. has ever anyone ever recorded that before? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be great? Because mm-hmm. then you could guarantee that someone potentially or argue that someone stole it. Because my right. argument is, right. is that there's not a uh, there's not an original thought <laughs> that hasn't there hasn't been an right. original thought in in a long time. Yes. Right. I mean, you're, you're you know, you're a comedian. Uh, you know, I want to be a comedian someday. Every single comedian has taken something from somebody somewhere, I would imagine. Sure. I, I, I don't know. But now, granted, when you full on literally plagiarize, that's a different story. But if I ever do the book, uh, it's going to get a lo- give a lot of credit. And I will say something like if you feel like this has completely ripped you off. Here's the name of my attorney. Call them. <laughs> Call them. And we'll, we'll straighten make, it out. Like right. immediately. Right. And you own a piece. If there's 100 pages, you own one one hundredth of the freaking thing. Right. I'm not going to argue. Anyway, so it's also, but I will say this. Are you watching Ozarks? Oh, I love you'll, it. You'll find. You'll Every f- episode. I, I love this transition. Ooh. So Jason Bateman, Talk though. Yes. In my opinion. Okay. Is one of the first original characters in a long time. The way that Jason Mm. Bateman's character is, Mm. is original. He truly is a good person. He's doing his absolute best to save his family from a drug cartel. And he's a finance guy and he's doing his best. He was never a crook. 
he was forced to become a crook. Right. Now that's not that's right. not unique. That's happened before. Yeah, but the way they're doing it though, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm with you. Breaking on this. Bad. I'm with you. Breaking on this. Bad. The guy was you know uh, he was arguably he felt like he was forced to becoming a crook. But even the Breaking Bad but, character, why am I blanking on his name? But uh, Walter White. Walter White, for God's sakes, uh, uh, Heisenberg. Exactly. So you're goddamn right. You're goddamn. <laughs> so he but he turned into a psycho killer, which Jason Bateman has not turned into right. a killer yet. Right. He killed one. Well, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. He might have killed once in season two, but he's not a killer. No, he hasn't changed. Where Walter White is changed. an evolution of a character, it, right? He becomes Heisenberg. Do you feel me on the fact that Jason Bateman might be the first original? Yeah. Oh, in a long time. That, yeah. uh, anyway, that's what I wanted to bring up. See, now i got to watch that whole thing again. All right, perfect. So, like I said, I think I have some you know, dimensions to me that are not just a you know, big, dumb football player. Yeah, you have, you have a dimension. You do. <laughs> you do. Um, okay. All right, here we go. So, uh, in, in homage to my number 10 jersey, I might have been number 10 on the field, but I hope over time I'll be number one in your hearts. Um, so, I'm going to leave 10 of the Pashiba Guides to the Universe, which think of it as the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. Remember that book and movie? I do, yeah. I like that book and yeah. movie. That's actually where it like, kind of, again, yeah. stole it. All right. See, okay. Nothing... So, number one. Ready? Number one, life can have nothing or everything to do with money. Make sure you keep it in the middle. Now, that reminds me Uh of something Aristotle once said, life in moderation. Remember that quote? I didn't know uh, Aristotle personally. Me either. But you can admit that he's a pretty famous person. Yeah. So I want to challenge everyone to go to lifeinmoderation.com. Lifeinmoderation.com happens to be a website I own, and uh, see where it shoots nice. you. It where, actually, where does that go? It shoots you to Pause Laws. Does it, <laughs> does it really? Yeah, because I haven't been able to build it out yet. And guess what's on Pause Laws? It's the cover of the book that you made for me a couple years ago. Nice. So I don't want to fool anybody. Is that that, a, that is book that a, is not in print yet. Oh, darn it. Anyway, but it looks good. I look a, professional. Listen, it's very inspiring to see I, that. I, I know. All right, number two. People who live in glass houses should never throw stones or masturbate in the daytime. <laughs> now I've used that joke many times, but this is a new audience. Words to live by, though. Right. I mean, I added a little comedy at the end, but if you live in the glass Words house, you should throw by. stones. All right. Well, number three. Time. I'm an open-minded, judgmental. <laughs> um, and I'm sure many people are that are listening. Uh, most of my friends are. Uh, number four. Decrease in debt equals increase in confidence. I was the kind of guy Mm -hmm. that would walk from the dorms at UCLA to class, which I very rarely went to, but I was... Did make the honor roll my first quarter, but then they wouldn't let me major in what I wanted to major in. So I gave put up a big you know fit and never yeah, yeah. went to class again. But when I did walk across campus, I would regularly sign up for at least one or two credit cards a day, just so we're on the same page. Oh, so uh, no longer have any high revolving interest, uh, high interest credit card debt. And I can tell you that a decrease in debt equals an increase in confidence. Yeah, However, man. I want all my salespeople to be heavy in debt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Number five, dress how you want to be addressed. Mm. Uh, does that feel good? That feels really good. Yeah, yeah. I like so, that. So uh, clearly you want me to not address you at all. No. Um, all right. Uh, number six, <laughs> men <laughs> men have so much of what women have none of. That's a little deep. Where I feel like we're going to come back to that yeah. one in the future. That could yeah. go so many different directions. It's not, it's right. not condescending. No, no, no. If anything, it's if you knew what was going on in my head, it's the complete opposite. Right. I read the Da Vinci Code. Women are the key to the universe. True. Period. Oh, yeah. All right. Number seven, hangover cure, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Blistering hot shower for five minutes. Immediately, one minute of cold shower, mm. followed by aspirin before an all-American breakfast. Guaranteed. That's now, it. Now, I will tell you where I got that from. A Robert Heinlein novel, science fiction. I'm huge into science fiction. Yeah. I got that from a Robert Heinlein novel, Futuristic Utopian Society, mm-hmm. um, called The Book of Job. For those of you, that's like his only comedy that he wrote. Fantastic book. It's about alternate universes. And for those of you that are into the High Castle, High Castle oh, has yeah. a lot of alternate universes going on. But I, I digress. I just want to give you my, again, my depths of my dimension. So in this alternate universe, there's still the uh, All-American Breakfast. He didn't call it an all-American breakfast. I changed it to that. He just said breakfast. <laughs> I changed it to all-American, right. meaning scrambled eggs, right? 
uh, toast, you know, toast, uh, hash browns, black and, and either you know, and black coffee, and either you know, uh, bacon or sausage, mm. bacon well done or, mm. or sausage, not turkey sausage. No, 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 no. Old fashioned sausage. We're talking pig. <laughs> All right, number eight. I was born in China. I've been competitive since birth. <laughs> I'm not going to ask about that. Have you been to China, Dan? I haven't. No, I've never been to China. So, it's competitive to eat. <laughs> yeah, there's billions of people. Yeah. And if you look at pictures of the cities, it's it's staggering. I was yeah. in Beijing for the 2008 Olympics. Yeah, I actually stayed with Carrie Walsh's uh, family. Mm. I was a, basically a, a glorified baggage handler. Yeah, and um, got a chance to be there for literally eight days. Full on national TV of the the semifinals of the sand volleyball tournament. Mm-hmm. It's raining. There's no one there. I got my sunglasses on, and I'm sitting. <laughs> I knew exactly where the cameras were, and my my friends that, are, that are, might be listening, they remember I was texting them. I was on the camera <laughs> for almost an hour straight. No, on during Sunday afternoon, <laughs> NBC Sports. Nice. Yeah. And I started getting text messages back and forth of like, are you seriously in China? Here's the, here's the moral of the story. I got home. Guess how much my cell phone bill was? Oh, my God. $2,800. No. Uh-huh. No. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to Aeon for paying that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Number nine. Moving on. And we're almost done, by the way. I understand. Number nine. Moving on. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's a shout out to my mother-in-law, by the way. That's, uh, a, that's a good one. Yeah, she she likes to use that. Yeah, I like one. that one. She doesn't say it exactly like that, but that's the point. Mm-hmm. She that's her. She likes. She wants that. you to be ready. She no question. Yeah. Number ten, and finally, don't let yesterday use up too much of today. So with that, don't forget to email me at Corey at somethingsbrewing.com. And there's no e in Corey for those of you that are wondering. Um, I I I, re- I try and respond to all emails. Feel free to, to send constructive criticism. Dan, thanks for uh, allowing me to prepay for a whole year's worth of your anytime, studio. Anytime, anytime. I think we're going to keep doing this. We'll find out, though. I've been listening to the feedback because people might think that you're an arrogant prick. I don't know. Well, no, I am. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just it may be bothersome to them. Yeah. Or I think we might be onto something. <laughs> we might. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. I don't mean to be, but I, but I think I might be, yeah. The, the the most important thing that everyone needs to remember again, you don't know anything about that's, sports. That's true. But and I, and you're going to you. learn. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. oh absolutely. You, you, we feel we feel strongly about one another. There's, um, there's, a, there's a lot to learn, though. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we got. I think we do well back and forth. So I think we'll, unless I hear otherwise from some of my harshest critics, <laughs> uh, I expect for you to be back at the very worst. I'm still using your studio because we're again we right now. Just I'll, I'll unplug my just microphone show me and, how to work right. all this right. DJ equipment. Right. Oh, the cops but, are coming. Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> so again, thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your morning. Have a great rest of your day or a fantastic evening. Hope you come back again soon. This is episode three of Something's Brewing. Peace in the Middle East. I'm out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.